Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the City Place Church Podcast. Please join me in a moment of prayer before we get started. Heavenly Father, thank you for the person listening to this prayer. I ask that you would help open their mind and their heart and that you would speak directly to them through today's message. In the name of your son, my brother, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Hey, City Place Church, Damon Moore, and I want to welcome you to City Place Church online today. On behalf of my wife, Taisha, we are the senior pastors of City Place Church, and we welcome you today. I want to just invite you into this time together. There are people literally watching from all across the world, and we want to hang out with you this morning. But also share today's message. Come on, everybody right now on the count of three. One, two, three. Share today's message because I promise you, God wants to say something to you. We're going to be continuing our summer, our sermon series breakthrough. I have one more thing that I want to talk about as it relates to our mind today. But I promise you, God wants to encourage you. But listen, he doesn't want to just encourage you. We want to worship him today. And so just in a couple of moments, we'll worship God with our hands lifted right there where you are in your home. And I want to just ask you to open up your heart to everything that the Father wants to say and He wants to deposit in you today. Listen, there's a couple of things that's available to you right now. You can download today's message notes at cityplacechurch.com. You can also find those notes on uh, on our church app. You can follow along today, lean in, because God wants to make sure that you grab hold of everything that He has. We're also gonna worship the Lord in our giving. We believe that God has called our church and positioned our church to live, to give, and there's nothing like being a group of people who partner together to be generous for the kingdom of God so that we can make an impact here on the earth. So many things are happening. I'm gonna step aside, we're gonna worship God. And then after that, I want you to pay close attention to our uh, city groups that are taking place right now. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your presence. We invite you in to this service. Jesus, if you don't show up, we just hung out here as a group. But when you show up, we leave change. So receive the worship that's on the inside of us today that's coming out of our mouths to your ears and to your heart. And God, we pray that as you speak through your word, that we position our heart to receive everything that you want to say to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Welcome to City Place Church. All right, City Place Church, are you ready for the word? Did you download today's messages? If you just popped on here, my name is Damon, and I am the senior pastor of City Place Church along with my wife, Taisha, and we welcome you this morning. We've got a couple of resources available to you online at cityplacechurch.com. You can download the notes today. I also want to let you know that you can follow along, but you can also uh, stay in contact with us by texting City Place, the word City Place, to 94000. You can let us know the decision that you made if you have a prayer request, but our team would love to come around you and just connect with you today. And so don't be a stranger. Don't be a stranger. I also want to invite uh, all of you to be a part of city groups. Uh, our city groups, that's, we believe that God has called us to do life together. And that's one of the ways that we do it here is we create a community of people online and in person. So no matter where you're watching from, I encourage you to be a part because God wants to make sure that we become who he's called us to be. And sometimes you just need to get in a group with like-minded people who are focused on the kingdom of God and on all that he wants 
us to become. And so uh, those city groups are going to be important. We've got young adults groups. We've got uh, I'm hosting a kingdom men's group on Wednesday mornings at 630. Uh, Pastor Ty is leading our online and in-person uh, sisterhood group this year. And so it's going to be fun. So there's stuff for everybody there. I encourage you to be uh, be involved. But if you have your Bibles, we're going to jump right into the word of God today. We're going to we're going to uh, read from Psalm 62 today, but I'm going to reference First Kings chapter 19. We've been spending the last few weeks in First Kings chapter 19 talking about Elijah. We started this whole breakthrough series off with David. And in Second Samuel chapter five, David was facing an enemy. And the Bible says that his response was was when God stepped in and defeated our enemy. He broke through and he broke through as if he was breaking through water. And so we've just been leaning in because breakthrough is defined as the sudden dramatic impact that produces an important discovery of who God is. And David was clear when God shows up, he breaks through, but it's so easy for him to break through that it's like water. And so uh, this week we're going to continue because last week we talked about needing a breakthrough in our mind. And then we said, I just need a mental breakthrough. And so today I wanted to just continue in on the thought that we've been leaning in because I believe that the Lord wanted me to just kind of stay here one more week and then we'll jump into some other areas next week. But I was thinking about Elijah in first King chapter 19 and the Bible says that he got a threat from Jezebel and he fled to the wilderness, left his servant behind. And the Bible says that he sat down, fell asleep underneath a broom tree. And when he fell asleep, the Bible says in First Kings and team, if you don't mind just putting that verse up, I'll reference it really fast. It, it says that when he when he uh, fell asleep, it says that an angel showed up and an angel said, hey, wake up, go get something to eat. The Bible says that that the Lord had put uh, 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 some some bread and, and, and some water uh, beside him. And it says that he ate it and fell back asleep and then. The angel said, hey, listen, arise, go eat again. You're, you're, you're tired. And then the angel said, uh, listen, what you carry is too much. It's too heavy for you. It's it's too much. And he then caused him to go in the strength of what he had eaten for 40 days. And then Elijah had a fresh encounter with God where the Bible says he wasn't in the earthquake, the wind or the fire. He was in the still small voice. And then his spirit was recharged like we talked about last week. And we said that there was three things that positioned us for a mental breakthrough. The first one was we have to cultivate the power of honest prayer. The power of honest speech was the second thing and the power of honest sharing and talking it out. Because the Bible says that when God asked Elijah, what are you doing here? He gave all of the honest feeling that he had. I'm zealous for the kingdom of God. I'm getting these threats from others. I'm, you know, tearing down altars and all of these things. And I alone and by myself. And he's really honest with God. And then the Bible says that God begins to download to him like you're not by yourself. And there's this constant dialogue and God begins to remind him of who he is. And then God says, listen, there's three people I'm, I'm going to send with you so that everybody that you don't get, they will get. They'll take out. He sends a guy by the name of Haziel another guy by the name of Jehu, and then he gives him Elisha to work with him every single day of his journey. And so today I wanted to pause back in the story of Elijah, but spend some time in Psalms as well, because 
In 1 Kings chapter 19, the Bible says that Elijah sat down and fell asleep under a broom tree and the angel gives him a meal to eat. He falls back asleep. The angel says, get up, get something else to eat. And then he rests again. And I felt like the Lord wanted me to just challenge us that we need to get a rest break, like a rest break. The Bible says in the book of Genesis that when God created the earth on the seventh day, he says that he, it says that he rested like God paused, like he stopped. But what's amazing about God resting was even in his rest, he created something new. He created rest when he rested. See, rest was so important to God that God said, I'm going to rest. Therefore, in my resting, I'm going to create rest so that it becomes important to you as well. He goes on to say when he's giving out uh, commandments and he's telling Moses and he's telling the people of Israel, he says, listen, I want you to put this on your list. Uh, make sure that you observe the Sabbath so that you can have a rest. As men uh, and women were taking new territory in the book of Joshua, the Bible says that he gave a group a season of rest. Like rest is so important to God because not so that we can vacation, but so that we can recharge in his presence. And so leaning on Elijah, sitting down, and when he finally sat down, the angel told him, now you need to recharge spiritually in the presence of God. This morning, I want to spend some time and I want to focus us on the fact that you and I, as we pursue God's dream for our life, and we're trying to walk in the mental health that he's given us and experience breakthrough, one of the things that you and I will need is a rest break. Rest break. If you're with me, say amen. Don't forget you got to like and share today's message. Shout out to everybody watching today. And for those of you who are listening on our podcast, welcome. We said this over the last few weeks and we asked this question, are you excited about the direction your thoughts are taking you? And the reason why we asked that question was because we said most of life's battles are won and lost in our mind and that our mind is in a constant state of battle. The reason why is because there's an enemy that's literally trying to shape your thoughts one thought at a time so that he can gain mental and spiritual influence over your life. The reason why is because God's one created you and formed you in his image and likeness and you have the power and authority of God to be able to declare his name and see God's purpose fulfilling your life. But he also challenges us because we move in the direction of our strongest thought. And so this morning, as we talk about needing a rest break, I want us to focus in on the fact that rest will be found in the presence of God. Okay, rest will be found in the presence of God. And therefore, us leaning into that story in first Kings chapter 19, Elijah was finding his recovery and his rest in the presence of God. And that one moment sitting underneath a tree when he was he was being he, he was leaving everything behind, fleeing from the threat of Jezebel in that moment of rest, his breakthrough happened mentally, but it also happened because God was restoring and recovering him while he was resting. Let's go to Psalm 62. This is where we're going to pivot today. Psalm 62 is going to be our foundational passage of scripture. I'm going to kind of bounce around the, the, the story, but this is David writing here. If there's one thing that I love about David is David is honest in everything that he says and writes about his relationship with God. 
And David is at this point where he has discovered and is continuing to discover who God is and what is found in his relationship with God. And so here's what he says in Psalms chapter 62, verse one. He says this, truly, my soul finds rest in God. Like verse one, look up at me real fast. Right out the gate, David says, without a doubt, my rest is found in God. Like every bit of recharge is found in God. Like he, 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 doesn't, he doesn't add anything to it. He just says, without a doubt, beyond discussion, truth or false, true, my soul finds rest in God. Let's continue on. My salvation comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. Now watch this dialogue where he kind of veers off. He says, how long will you assault me? Would all of you throw me down this leaning wall, this tortoring, this tutoring uh, fence? Surely they intend to topple me from my lofty place. They take delight in lies. With their mouths they bless, but in their hearts they curse. Yes, he goes back again. Yes, my soul finds rest in God. My hope comes from him. Truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I shall not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times. Somebody say all. Type all in the comments section. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him for God is our refuge. David, one of the most transparent people in the Bible. David wears his emotions on his sleeves. If David makes a mistake, he makes a mistake. He makes a big mistake and then confesses his mistakes. If David goes hard after God, David doesn't withhold anything. We find it out in scripture that if David praises God, he doesn't praise God as, at an average level. He, he dances all of his clothes out of all of his might. If David is going to face a giant, he goes in the might of God. So David doesn't literally hide our emotions. When David made a big mistake, like it's on the big movie screen, like nothing is hidden from David's life. And when David is talking about God, he includes how he's feeling about God. But then he's like, how often, how long will you enemies of mine attack me and try to throw me down from this place where God has placed me to some place that I don't belong? How long will it last? How long will it continue? But then he goes, but yes, my soul finds rest in God. Like there's this dialogue that David is having here in Psalms where he says, my rest is in God. I have a natural enemy trying to take my mind in places that I don't want it to go. That's trying to take me physically and take me out. But let me remind myself and everyone else and my enemy, my soul finds rest in God alone. He is my protector. He is my fortress. He is the one that I lean on. And then he finishes by saying, 
you people, you should trust in him too. And as I was reading this, I, I found a couple of things that I felt like if David could encourage us so that we can find a rest break so that God can continue to revive and restore us to full mental health and we can experience breakthrough, that sudden, impactful, dramatic discovery of who God is. I feel like David is downloading a couple of thoughts to us today that I want to give to you. Here's the first thing that I believe that David would say. And even if we look at 1 Kings 19, we can see indirectly without having to re-preach that over again. David would say this, get in God's presence so that you can get real in God's presence. Like get in God's presence so you can get real in God's presence. When we, when we were leaning in the 1 Kings chapter 19, it literally took Elijah getting in a mountain cave with God for him to get honest with God. So he had to get in God's presence with God so that he can get real in God's presence. And David says, listen, my soul finds rest in God. But then he goes, well, why are these jokers coming after me constantly trying to topple me down? David literally says, I, I rest in God's presence, but I get real in God's presence as well. I find every bit of protection in God's presence. I discovered that when I get in God's presence, I can get real in God's presence. See, you and I have to be okay. We have to be okay, watch now, with pursuing the presence of God. We have to be okay with being in pursuit of the presence of God. I say this consistently, the hands of God has so many blessings, yes, but we don't want his hands, we want his heart. We want his presence. His presence is where we want to be. His arms are a part of him. He holds us with his hands. We don't want to seek the blessings of God. We want to seek the presence of God. And David says, listen, my soul finds rest in God alone. So therefore, if I can download to you and you're writing this down in your notes, get in God's presence so that you can get real in God's presence. Can I ask you a question? When was the last time you just got real? You remember last week, one of the things that we said that we have to cultivate, we have to cultivate honest prayer. You know that power of honest prayer? Remember we said last week that prayer doesn't just move the heart of God, it moves our brains. Last week at our in-person service, we had uh, Bonnie Jo Daniels with us, who is a uh, licensed mental health uh, therapist and clinician. And one of the things she said, she says that it is a proven scientific fact that when you pray, your brain begins to let off positive, uh, uh, whatever it's called, positive, positive something that goes on in the brain. <laughs> I'm not a scientist, but she said there's things that's released in your brain that says, this is making me excited while you're praying. See, we have to get in God's presence so that we can get real in God's presence. We have to get in God's presence so that we can begin to cultivate that honest speech that we talked about last week. There are things that God has designed for us that's contrary to the lies of the enemy. See, when we begin to cultivate the power of honest speech, what we begin to do is we begin to name and establish the truth that goes against the enemy's attacks. And so when I get in God's presence, I get real in God's presence which then leads me to the last thing is that 
we begin to cultivate the power of honest sharing. Like, God, this is where I am. God, this is what I'm believing. And God, this is what you said. And then there becomes this conversation between you and the Lord. Write this down. Write this down. So if David said, we get in God's presence so that we can get real in God's presence, I believe that David would also say that we rest in God's presence so that you can recover in his presence. You rest in God's presence so you can recover in God's presence. So let's bounce back really fast. First Kings chapter 19 and Elijah falls asleep underneath the broom tree and the angel says, get something to eat. Oh, you go back to sleep. Okay. Hey, wake up, get something to eat. That was the second time. And then he says, what you're carrying is too great. And then the Bible says that he ate what the angel had sat beside him and the Lord had provided. And he went in that strength for 40 days. See, but he went in that strength for 40 days. But when he was going on his next journey, his next journey was to encounter God in a new way. See, and David says this, bouncing away now from 1 Kings. David says this in Psalms 23. David says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Watch verse three. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I love what David says here because in Psalm 62, David says, truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. He is my rock and my salvation, my fortress, I shall never be shaken. In Psalms 23, David says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restores my soul. And then as he leads me, he leads me for his name's sake. I love it because David says, if I rest in God's presence, I recover in God's presence. But I love this part too, because as I'm resting in his presence, recovering in his presence. Listen, God gets the glory as you rest and you recover. David says, I'm resting and he's putting me here for his name's sake. Like even in my resting and recovery, God gets the glory. God has a unique way, y'all, of putting us in places that we sometimes discount, but that God says can be a place of worship. Oh, did y'all get that? Like God says, if you come into my presence, you get real in my presence. You come into my presence and you rest in my presence, you recover in my presence, and your resting in my presence is a moment where I'm glorified, where my name is lifted high because you realize that I'm the source of your rest and your recovery. David says, my soul find rest in God alone. But then he says in Psalms 23, the Lord leads me to the place. See, when we get in God's presence, we allow him to lead us. See, I, I don't know about you. There are times when I have gone on vacation, gotten back from my vacation and said this to my wife, I need a vacation. Why? Because the vacation is a tool. But if the presence of the Lord isn't in my vacation, I've just gotten away. See, 
The presence of the Lord can do so much more than my personal planning. We want the vacation. We have the vacation, but we have to take the presence of the Lord with us because his rest is totally different. Are y'all all right? Are you getting anything? Listen, we're trying to make sure that we get a rest break so that we experience the mental breakthrough that God promised us. Amen. Write this down. Rest in God equals a quieting of my soul. Resting in God means or equals a quieting of my soul. Our soul is composed of our mind, our will, and our emotions. And our mind and our will and our emotions can all begin to work and go in different directions. And then all of a sudden our mind is leading us and our thoughts are leading us in a direction that aren't always exciting. See, if I rest in God, then what's produced is a quieting of my soul. David says, he lead me, he leads me beside quiet streams. And it's there that he restores my soul. I love it because David says in one text, he leads me. And then in Psalm 62, he says, my soul finds rest in God alone. Literally, David has given God full permission to be able to lead him to places of rest. To be able to instruct him to places of rest, to be able to guide him to places of rest. And David literally equates it like this. He says, my soul finds rest in him and he is my salvation, which means deliverer. Like, and he's my salvation and he's my fortress. So David is literally saying, when I rest in God, I'm also protected in God. I'm delivered in God. All of these things are found in the rest of God. David is so so honest about his discovery of who God is. See, David, like you and I, needed a rest break. Oh, here's what's really cool. So my wife and I, we frequent West Palm Beach. And here in, here in Florida, we have uh, a turnpike. And on the turnpike, every 45 miles, somewhere in there, there are these rest stops. And uh, I don't know how the rest stops are where you are, but our rest stops have become a lot more than a gasoline station. They, rest stops used to be like a gasoline station or you get out, you stretch, there's a restroom and a vending machine. Well, we have some rest stops here in, in, in our state that where when you get off, it's, it's got a gift shop. Uh, it's got um, some, some, some activities you could do. They've got eateries all in. Like there's literally something to, to try to answer or solve every problem that you could find. There's, there's, there's stuff you can get for medicine if you need it. There's you know, all sorts of things. There's gas for your car. There's a place where you actually can rest if you want to. Like the, the rest stop has become a little bit more than just what it used to be. It's, it's, it's trying to solve every potential problem. See, when we get in God's presence, there's so much more at God's rest stop than what we can imagine. He has everything that you'll need for the journey to get to your 
destination. And David says, God has everything and I'm okay with that. See, so if resting in God equals a quieting of my mind, then I believe that David would say to rest. There are some things that I've learned that I think you should do. Here's the first one. Cover your eyes. Cover your eyes. Cover your eyes. Proverbs 21, 2 says this. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. See, if we're going to find rest, sometimes we have to cover our eyes. We have to cover our eyes from the things we might covet, cover the eyes from the, from the things that we might see, covet our eyes from the pictures we might draw from the attack of the enemy like Elijah did when he, the Bible says that he heard what the messenger said, but he saw it and therefore he became afraid and fled. Like sometimes we just have to cover our eyes to make sure that what the enemy is throwing at us we're not really paying attention to because we want to see what the Lord sees. We don't always want to script our own direction and our own path without being in the presence of the Lord because it may not bring us rest. The second thing David would say is in order to, to rest in God is that we have to plug our ears. Second Timothy chapter four, verse three says this, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine but according to their own desires, because they are because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Timothy. Timothy, the book of Timothy in this, Paul is saying, listen, um, hey, don't listen to everything that is broadcast like for some of us. Don't listen to everything on the radio. Don't listen to everything you hear on YouTube and take it as fact. Don't listen to, to everything that you hear and just consume it all day because there are literally people who have nothing to do with Christ, who have no truth in them, who are only negative, who aren't speaking faith, who are only speaking doubt, who, who the enemy has sent to tear you and your family apart, to, 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 to put doubt against God's word and promise for your life. Literally, sometimes you have to plug your ears. La, 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 la. Like, I can't hear it because it's contrary to what God is saying to me and my family. It's contrary to what God is saying to you. And so David would say, listen, sometimes I just have to plug my ears. I have to cover my eyes because if I'm not careful, I won't be able to take and get a rest break, which then means that constant battle in my mind is going on and on and on and on. And then my thoughts are going to lead me in the direction that I don't want to go. Number three that David would say, this is one of my favorites. This is one of my favorites. I feel like my mom would tell me this all the time when I was younger. Shout out to my mama. Love you, mom. Number three, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Um, I don't know how to say this. But some of us talk too much. Some of us talk too much. And the enemy grabs our speech sometimes. And sometimes he'll play the words against us that we say out of our mouth because we don't know how to shut our mouth. James chapter three, verse four says this. Look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, 
They are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles? And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets the fire and the course of nature. Look at this. Verse 9 says this. With it, we bless our God and Father, and with it, we curse men. We have been made, who have been made in the similitude, the image of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessings and cursings. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. David said the same thing. With their heart, they're blessing. With their mouth, they're cursing. James says, look, uh, the tongue is powerful. Can't be contained. And sometimes it just needs to be quieted. Because it can be blessing God on one day. God, we praise you. God, we honor you. The next one, it can be, I can't stand them. It can be cursing somebody. I wish that they would. I can't believe. Sometimes you and I just need to keep quiet if we're not declaring the promises of God. Sometimes if we can't be edifying to someone else, sometimes if we want to speak doubt, Sometimes if we feel a certain way and we want to tell somebody. Sometimes if we're not getting real in the presence of God, we shouldn't be getting real with someone else. I need to get real in the presence of God, not. So we need to cover our eyes. We need to plug our ears and we need to shut our mouth. David would say, um, guard your heart. Guard your heart. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says this. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. See, in every little step of the enemy, there are all these little doorways by which he tries to enter in. Through what we see, through what we hear, through what we might say ultimately trying to get to the heart. Remember Jeremiah? The Bible says that God has literally put his thoughts in our mind of how he sees it, his standard of living, his law, and then he's placed them inside of our heart. Uh, There's a verse in scripture that said, thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Like when God puts something on our heart, the enemy's trying so hard to gain our thought life, one thought at a time so that we can so that he can have mental and spiritual influence. And David would say, guard your heart. Guard your heart. Don't let. Don't don't let your guard down. For one moment. See, we get real in God's presence. We get in God's presence so we can get real in God's presence. We rest in God's presence so that we can recover in God's presence. We realize that when we rest in God, that he's quieting our soul. And to keep ourselves resting in God, we have to cover our eyes, plug our ears, shut our mouth, guard our heart. 
and then focus our thoughts. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9 says, Finally, brother, whatever things are true, somebody say true. Come on, say true. Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. The God of peace, the one that provides the place of rest, will be with you if you focus your thoughts on the things that he's thinking about. A rest break. See, David is so cool because David says, truly, my soul, my mind, my will, and my emotions finds rest in God alone. I wrote this personally in my notes that God refreshes you and me so that we can get to and stay in his presence, not to complete our work. God refreshes you and me so that we can get to and stay in his presence, not to complete our work. See, if you and I rely on God's presence, we'll be able to respond in his power. David says, I love this. He says, truly, in verse six, truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I shall not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God, for he is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. If you and I rely on God's presence. We'll be able to respond in his power. See, my prayer for us this morning is that we would get a rest break. That we will get in God's presence so that we can get in his presence. Like we can get in his presence so that we can get in his presence so that we can we can get in his presence so that we can get in his presence, but we also get in his presence so that we can get real in his presence. And then when we rest in his presence, we recover in his presence because resting in God means a quieting of our soul. This morning, I want to just pray for you right where you are. For some of us, it's time for you to get in his presence. It's time for you to get in a relationship with Jesus. It's time for you to say yes to Jesus. It's time for you to step out of doing it all on your own and say, Jesus, I, I need you. For others, it's you need a rest break. And you don't need a rest break just because you need a vacation. It's, it's because you need a fresh encounter of the presence of the Lord. You need the Holy Spirit to recharge you the way only he can. And this morning, I just want to pray for 
For those of you who haven't met Jesus yet, but you're going to meet him today. And you're going to have that encounter with him today. And then I want to pray for those of you who are like, I need a rest break. I'm going to say a, a prayer. And I'm going to just ask you to pray it along with me. The first part of the prayer is going to be, Jesus, I want you to come into my heart. I give you full permission to be the Lord and Savior of my life because I acknowledge that you died for me and you rose again. Then the second part of the prayer will be, Father, refresh me in your presence. I need a rest break. Come on, if your faith is with mine, would you just, would you just right where you are, just kind of open up your hands like this and just whisper this real fast. Just say, Father God, I make room for you right now to do whatever you want to do. I need a rest break. Come on. Dear Jesus, today I come to you, needing you like never before, in a new way. I acknowledge that you died for me and you rose again. And today, I accept you freely as my Lord and Savior. Lord Jesus, refresh me today so that I can recover today. I choose to rest in your presence. I am choosing to get real in your presence. And I choose to rely on your presence and on your presence so that I can walk in your power. In Jesus' name. Come on, City Place, right where you are. Can you give Jesus some praise this morning? Come on, right where you are. Can you give Jesus some praise this morning? He is worthy of all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. You know, for those of you who said yes to Jesus, will you do me a favor? I mentioned it earlier. Would you text City Place to 94000? I want to encourage you to let us know the decision that you made. Or maybe you need a, us to come alongside of you and just touch and agree with you in prayer. We'd love to do that. But our team is standing by and we want to just respond to just the decision that you made today. We've got some resources available at cityplacechurch.com backslash what's next so that you can take your next step. There's a devotional on there and some other tools to help you. The other thing that I want to encourage you is to get involved in a city group. We've got, if you come in person, we've got a discipleship group, which is literally one that takes us through scripture and how to grow our faith in the, in the word of God and our relationship with God. And then we've got men's, women's, young adults, students, leadership, all for you. And so your next step, respond, and then get plugged in to a life-giving environment that speaks life to you. But my heart and our church's heart is we wanna do life with you and continue to cheer you on. And so we say well done for the decision that you made today. Trust me, it is by far the most impactful decision you'll make for you and your family. And for those of you who continued on in that prayer and just said, Father, refresh me. I need a rest break. Trust me, he will. One of my favorite verses that I've been meditating on over these uh, last few weeks since we've been in this series, Breakthrough, is that he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Come on. Did y'all get anything today? Huh? A rest break? Come on. A rest break. Our rest in God 
means a quieting of our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions. Well, hey, it is our time here at City Place Church to where we worship God through our giving. We worship God through our giving. As, as the senior pastor of City Place Church, my responsibility is to provide an atmosphere and to, and to make room for you to ask the Holy Spirit as to what he would have you do as it relates to your tithe and offering. Everything that we give today is an act of worship. God literally entrusts you and I with kingdom finances through our income and that we set aside, according to God's word, the first part, that first 10% and say, God, we're giving it back to you and the promises that surround it, God, we receive. And then in the natural, what we do is we serve our local community. We begin to build God's house like we're, we're planning for our campus and we able to give internationally like to places like Israel where we sow through firm and plant churches through art, but also continue to make investments in the lives of people like we do with you moms here in our state. And so we do that together. And so I want to ask you this morning to continue to trust God and ask the Holy Spirit what he would have you do. Our team's putting up the information right now for a way for you to join with us and partner with us as we give. And then just a couple of things that I want to remind you of. Don't forget to sign up for um, small group um, that we call them city groups here at City Place Church. And then we've got some things happening for our young adults um, next Sunday, as well as for the men of the man cave uh, this upcoming week. So check out those things happening here at the life of our church. But let me pray. And then I can't wait to see you again right back here at City Place. Father, we love you today. We thank you for lives being changed today. The most important thing that we'll do today is encounter you through a relationship with you, Lord Jesus. And so we honor you and we praise you for the lives and the people that said yes today. Father, as we worship you with our tithe and our offering, thank you, first of all, for blessing our homes with the kingdom finances that you entrust to us. Now, according to your word, God, we worship you with our finances by giving you the first for those that are sowing and offering. God, we give that back to you and know that we're just walking out the promises of God. Allow City Place to continue to represent you well in our city, but also our world. We give you the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, hey, City Place, thank you for investing in this weekend through worshiping God, uh, by lifting up your hands, engaging in today's message, but also for partnering with City Place through your kingdom giving. We honor you and we pray the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, lift up his countenance to you and give you great peace as you go throughout your week. Have a great week. We love you and there is nothing you can do about it. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning in. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's message. Stay connected by subscribing to the City Place Church podcast, following us on Instagram, checking us out on Facebook, or by visiting our website, www.cityplacechurch.com. Enjoy the rest of your day.